What's up, Patriots Nation? It's been a little bit since we've talked to each other. It's been like a little over a month, another hiatus for Babs. It's hard to talk about things in the offseason, but here we are. It's training camp week. We can finally start talking about the Patriots week in and week out and not get redundant. I mean, some of you people out there thought I got murdered. Like, Babs got completely murdered. He's six feet under. Because DeAndre Hopkins dragged his nuts all over your face. No, that's not what happened. That's not not what happened. Let's explain this, okay? DeAndre Hopkins versus Babs. It all culminated when DeAndre Hopkins signs with the Tennessee Titans. Here's the thing. Here's the real story. First and foremost, take this podcast, Ron, Babs on the mic. And let's go back. To like January when this was kind of known like, hey, Babs, should we start looking at Hopkins? Should we start looking at receivers? And and at that time, I was like, eh, I don't know about that. I, I don't know about that. But you people out there convinced me DeAndre Hopkins is the real deal. Babs, I'm telling you, DeAndre Hopkins will make a difference on the New England Patriots. And after a little bit, I started seeing your point. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm there with you. Now, I didn't think that they should trade for him, give up a second rounder, stick with whatever contract he had. And it was rumors about Kendrick Bourne and Devontae Parker being traded there. No. The second he became a free agent, I was all on board. There was only two teams that he went to go see. It was the Tennessee Titans, the New England Patriots. And I started hashtag Hopkins Watch day one when he stepped foot at Gillette Stadium for like 33 straight days, maybe even longer, 37 days, something around there in the 30-ish days. Every day I wake up, it's Hopkins watch day. Hopkins watch day. I want DeAndre Hopkins. I wanted him. You sold it to me. I believed in it. And the only other team you were fighting with was the Tennessee Titans. And you know what happened? He signs with the Titans. So when the news breaks on that Sunday evening, I'm a little rattled because I was at a place where I can't hop on a live. I can't do a video. I got to get my thumbs working. So I said, that's it. Hopkins watch is over. So obviously I'm going to say something silly. Like I was like, all right, what do I got to say about this? You know what? You know what? We don't need him. We don't need Hopkins. He's washed. He's going to Tennessee. His career's over. Nah, we don't need him. It was sarcasm. Sarcasm. Come on, people. I was on that guy's nuts for a month straight. Hopkins watch. We're going to get him. Hopkins watch. The Patriots need him. You think I'm really going to shit on DeAndre Hopkins? And all the people coming out, quote, tweeting, tweeting under, oh, Babs, you talk so highly about him, and now you drag him down. I got you all in the Babs spin zone. It always works. I even wrote underneath that sarcasm is a dying art. And, and, I then put out my true feelings. The timeline's there, people. Look at the timeline of my tweets to make it. I put out my real thoughts. About 20 minutes after that first tweet, about I didn't want him, he's washed up. My real thought is this, and I'm sticking with it. Why are you paying John New Smith four years, 50 million? Why are you paying Nelson Aguilar close to $15 million a year? 
but you cannot pay DeAndre Hopkins what he wants. He signed, what, a two-year deal? Close to $30 million, and the Patriots could not match that? There's something wrong there. There's something wrong. I don't care if the New England Patriots spend the money and Hopkins truly isn't the guy that you end up getting him for, right? Like, you spend that $30 million and Hopkins doesn't work out? So be it. The fans aren't going to hold that against you, Bill. The fans aren't going to hold that against your craft. They're just going to be happy you actually went out and got a name on the team. That's what we want to see. Bring in a name. And I've, I've heard it from all different sides. Like, Zolak was talking about, oh, well, they might be thinking that if you pay this guy, he's one of the highest paid players. Maybe some people on that team might feel a little bit indifferent about it. But he also said, you're bringing a star on the team. Other teammates will see, hey, we have a star playmaker on this team. So I'm upset at the New England Patriots, and I don't know who to point the finger at yet. Is it Bill? Is it Kraft? Is it both of them? What's this with money? Spend the fucking money. Just spend the money and get Hopkins. Put him out there. I get it. I hear it like, oh, well, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook would be a better fit, Babs, at $10 million a year. That's cool. Go get him. Go get him. Get somebody. This team. I like the Patriots. I'm going to sell you why the Patriots are going to win 10 games. Like, I will sell it to you. The Patriots lack star power. They have great players all around, like good complimentary players. They lack star power. And DeAndre Hopkins would bring star power. DeAndre Hopkins is going to bring that casual fan out to Gillette Stadium this week to go see training camp. He's not there. So I looked at that, and that's, that's my true feeling. So why aren't you spending the fucking money? Where is that money going to? Because what you're seeing right now for this team is what it is. Is there no trust in Mac Jones that you don't want to put a weapon with him? Cool, Could be, right? Although he's a rookie deal, he's on a rookie deal. Go spend the money on a receiver to make him better and make your team better. I'll say this is if... For some reason, this offense doesn't look that great, which I I think they'll be fine. Or Hopkins was truly that missing piece and you needed that receiver. That's going to come and bite both Belichick and Kraft on the ass. And I'm interested to see how the media is going to handle it coming up in the next week. The questions they ask Bill and Kraft. The fingers can be pointed somewhere between them. Now, let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. As the day progresses, that's my feelings. And as the day progresses, DeAndre Hopkins sees the tweet. He quote tweets me. He says, you're on my nuts. And this is why athletes should use hand sanitizer because you're shaking hands of snakes and this and that. And I probably did that when Brady was gone. Now, DeAndre Hopkins' tweet was not wrong. <laughs> I was on his nuts. And I was against Tom Brady when he left. And I did that because I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan through and through. I'm not going to root for another team. I'll root for Tom Brady himself. I was not going to root for another team. He deleted it instantly. And all the people, I got haters everywhere. I got people who want to sour on me. They want to push me down. They want to kick me while I'm down. Guess what? DeAndre Hopkins deleted that within like a minute. And all these little accounts out there want to say, Babs got murdered. No, how'd I get murdered? He deleted it. DeAndre Hopkins went right into my DMs and apologized. 
and I apologize right back. No disrespect, bro. It's all good. It's all good. Good luck in Tennessee. I'll see you next year. Patriots playing in Nashville next year. See you then. See you then. No murders. Nothing like that. I will say a little Babs W. Round of applause. Yay! Yay! Come on. A little W right there. Guy, one of the biggest offseason signings, I'd say. DeAndre Hopkins, Hopkins Watch. And one of the first things he does is tweet at me to put me down, but then a little Uno reverse card. It didn't work out. And uh, I, I will say, I will say, I don't know why he's signing with Tennessee. It, it's, it's money at this point. He clearly isn't trying to ring chase. He probably can if he stays healthy after these two years. But Tennessee's in a rebuild mode. I, I have other feelings of, in terms of what he wants to do, like maybe he doesn't want to practice every Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And Bill says, you're practicing every single day when we have practice. Maybe the Titans are expecting a little less out of Hopkins and Belichick wants a little bit more. And I, I think that comes into play. I, I think that Hopkins... I think Hopkins is going to regret his decision going to Tennessee. I'm frustrated as a Patriots fan because you lost out to Tennessee and you could have matched that fucking deal. And you lost to Tennessee. If he went to Kansas City, if he went to Buffalo, if he went to the Eagles somehow, I'd understand. Those are Super Bowl contending teams. You lost out, Patriots, to the Tennessee Titans. And I just really hope that doesn't bite you in the ass. Let's move forward here. I actually forget which episode this is of Babs on the Mic. I'm supposed to do that beforehand. It's been so long. I will tell you going forward for Babs on the Mic, this is an every week thing now. My off season's done. Week in, week out, we will be doing this. I think I'm going to try to do recaps right after the games are over so you get my real good intake, my feeling before we head into the week of digesting what the game was. I think you're going to get a lot out of me for that. When it comes to training camp, which is coming up this week on Wednesday, there's only so much to talk about, too, and what you see in training camp, right? There's two things today that I want to talk about training camp. Number one is attendance of training camp. For those that are listening that might be wanting to go out there, they one of the questions I've already seen is, Babs, are you going to training camp this season? And my answer right now is no. I'm not going. I'm not going. I've gone to training camp. Probably eight, nine straight years. Obviously not the COVID year, but, you know, not counting that. But I've gone like eight or nine years. And I think it ties back into the DeAndre Hopkins thing. I'm sorry, people. There's no star power on this team. There's nothing right now that the Patriots, like, like are, that are going to make me want to take time out of my morning and, and, and go down to Gillette Stadium and bake in the sun, 90 degree sun, sitting there. Sweating my ass off. That it makes it worth it. There's, there's no star power. If Deion, if they got DeAndre Hopkins, I'd be there. I'd be out there the first day. I'd be there. I want to see Hopkins. I want to see what he has. Let's look at the last couple years. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. You're gonna go out there to see Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman. Those are names. Those are star power. They they pull you in. Then the COVID year happens. 2021. Cam Newton versus Mac Jones was awesome to see in person. Cam thrives off that energy and that excitement. You saw that at training camp. I truly wish that Cam Newton got a season with fans in the stands because I think he thrives off of it. It was entertainment. It's fun. Then last year, it's just Mac Jones in the offense and that putrid offense of Matt Patricia. They had no idea what they're doing. 
Like, yes, it's exciting to go there. You're supporting your team. You're rooting for it. You're going to see some big plays. You want to see what Tyquan Thornton can do in year two. You want to see bulky Kendrick Bourne out there and what he can do. Devontae Parker healthy, what he can do. Gasecki now and Hunter Henry. Like, it's worth to go in the sense if you haven't gone. I've done it. I've been blessed in, in certain ways of co- uh, covering this team and being this fan. Is I've done the ins and outs of training camp. I've sat last row all the way in back. I've sat front row, try to get autographs uh, 10 years ago. I've been in an area where I'm probably not supposed to be in and I friends and family and, and had like an experience over there. I've experienced it all when it comes to training camp. And I just don't think there's enough pull to take time out of my day to go down there. I'm sorry. Maybe next week. Maybe if more days open up. It's been a humid, humid, hot, hot summer. And I will say this. I don't want to completely crap on training camp. I think training camp's fun for those families out there that want a taste of what Gillette Stadium is. Um, you know, football's funny. I, I was thinking about this today because I, t- I was thinking about what I'm going to talk about. And I kind of want to get a little, a little real here. It's if Football, to me, has been so interesting to meet the wide variety of, of of individuals that follow the game, right? There are people out there that work hard for their, you know, disposable income. They have the income. They can get those season tickets. They can buy those new jerseys. It's not a problem to them. They can be in the lounges. I met, I met some great people that way too. You know, there's other people out there that are grinding their asses off that still can't afford to get to Gillette Stadium. The tickets are still expensive. So I, I see both sides of it. Uh, and I'm, in a, I'm like a middleman when it comes to it. If I, if I have the disposable income, I'm going to find a way to buy something and, and I'll experience it. At the same time, I'm probably one of the cheapest people out there. If you ever met me, I'll sleep in a car for two days if I have to. If I'm traveling somewhere, I will look for the deals on deals. So it is doable. So as a person now, as a father of two, you know, it, it, money sometimes gets a little tight sometimes. The training camp is is probably one of the best things to do if you have a family, if you're a young kid without that disposable income, but you want that Gillette Stadium experience. It's so worth going down there. The people who haven't gone down there yet, I, I tell you this, like get down there about an hour before the gates open, probably around seven in the morning. There's two entrances. One's down low, one's up top. You go to the down low entrance, try to get there a little early. Gates open at eight. You go right and rush right into the front row, and you and you have a great seat for the whole the whole time. And the best part about it is, if you're someone that wants to get a picture, maybe with a player, you want to get an autograph afterwards. I don't know who signs on what days. It's kind of random. There's no choices. It, it's a great way to try to have that experience for free. They do a meet and greet with the Pats alumni while they're there. You can go walk around, pay at your place after. Go check out the pro shop. You know, it's the same thing with the preseason game on August 10th. It's cheap seats to get in there. You can go and experience Gillette Stadium. You can go see the new scoreboard. Even the in-stadium practice, it's for season ticket members, I believe, or residents. But the tickets are out there. You can find your way. August is a great way to get some of that real fan base out there that wants to be there for week one. They want to be there for Sunday night. They can't do it. They want to be there even in November, and they can't do it. It's It's a great way to come out and experience that patriot that patriot feeling but for someone like me that has been there done that it 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 gets old after a while it does it does again i i just think it's the star power the patriots don't have star power they don't have enough that's like 
that's that's even gonna pull me out there. It kind of it kind of sucks to say that, right? Babs is supposed to be this big super fan. He's supposed to be the Mister Optimistic. I am. I think the team's gonna be great. I told you I'll sell you on ten wins, but I just just it just proves something to me. Prove something to me. I'll be a little critical this year. Prove it. Prove it. I want to see it. I'll see it at home. I'll be watching at home. I'll be looking at all your videos out there. I'll be seeing all the content. I, I'm I'm ex- I'm ecstatic to see what it is. And maybe that first week of watching that Patriots team in those first days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I might be like, I kind of got to go see this team in person the following week. Maybe I'll get my ass out there and make sure I see this team. Maybe I'll go to the preseason game. Maybe I'll see what this team actually looks like. Now, speaking of training camp and going out there and seeing what we got to see, what are some important things that we want to see at a training camp this year, Babs? For starters, my most important thing, and everyone's going to have different things, Jack Jones. Now, the Jack Jones situation, I don't think we've talked about it like this in this type of setting. I believe it happened after the Hopkins watch. Everyone was leaving to go back home for their summer vacation, and Jack Jones has two loaded guns in his carry-on bag that got exposed at, at a Logan Airport. It's very moronic that he went, is going through this, but... um. I don't. I never jumped on this, and I don't really want to give my opinion because you got to let the courts handle this. I don't think his intent was was bad or malicious. I think there is a misunderstanding, and obviously the Patriots see it that way because he's still in the team. He hasn't been cut yet. They're letting it play out. So my number one thing right now is how involved is Jack Jones going to be this upcoming training camp? What's his availability on the field? Obviously, he ain't going to be talking to media, and they probably won't be having him close to any fans. But for someone like Jack Jones, who's young, who who needs this job, he needs this. What's he going to be like out there? How hard is he going to hustle? Is this going to be a distraction for him? And his, I think his court date is right after the first preseason game. I don't expect him playing in preseason. So I'm I'm interested to see how much of an impact right away Jack Jones wants to put on the field. Because if his impact isn't great, if if he doesn't look good on the field heading into that preseason, heading into his trial date, he might he might get cut. And or it could be in the opposite where he looks great and the court date happens and something happens to him and he's got to go away. He might get cut anyway. So keep an eye on that. In in turn with that, Christian Gonzalez as well. Because if the chance of you losing Jack Jones, Christian Gonzalez, next man up, he's got to step up and fill in for that role. Ideally, you have both guys, right? But how great is Christian Gonzalez? Was that pick worth it? A lot of you people out there wanted wide receivers. We talked about offensive linemen. We went back and forth. What's the guy that Addison that some people wanted? Now he's already in trouble for speeding recklessly with, I think, was it Minnesota? It was like 140 miles an hour. An 80-mile-an-hour zone or whatever it was. Reckless. Belichick needs Christian Gonzalez to look fantastic. He needs him to become an instant fan favorite just so Belichick can stroke his ego a little bit more and saying, yep, that was my pick. Just like last year, Cole Strange, yep, that was my pick. 
Maybe just like the year before. Like, finally, Bill, like, let's get Mac Jones going. Yeah, we got his offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien. That was my pick, first round. These last couple draft classes haven't been looking like they've been looking not too shabby. They've been looking pretty good for Bill Belichick. Moving forward, in terms of what we got to look for at training camp, special teams, punting and kicking, especially you got a puncher, you got a kicker. Is Nick Folk still around? Is he hanging around? Could Nick Folk lose his job this year? There will be kicking competition. We'll see what the punting team looks like. Special teams, a couple screw-ups last year. That's going to be a focus. Another focus is just the fluidness of the offense. What does this offense look like? I told you, and I'm going to spin it and say it again and again and again. Spit it, spit it. I'm going to say it out there. Mac Jones versus Bailey Zappi. How much is the media going to try to push this in the next week or so? I'll probably have to tweet that out tomorrow before ahead of training camp. Because I I know for a fact there will be a day or two that Mac Jones doesn't look good. We all have off days, people. And Bailey Zappi is going to step up in those days. How involved is Mac Jones going to be? How many reps he's going to be? How many reps is Bailey Zappi going to get? The media, because of all the beat of how many people are on there, some people are going to harp on it more than others. There's going to be fans that are going to be trying to pull their narratives out there. God, I just hope Mac Jones kills it the entire preseason. I do not want any Zappi and any Mac Jones talk in terms of some sort of quarterback competition. There's no competition. It's Mac Jones's team. Simple put. And I hope the Patriots see it that way. Bill Belichick sees it that way. Bill O'Brien sees it that way. Nip that in the bud week one. Nip that in the bud Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Give Mac Jones every single rep possible. Make it astronomical difference. Make it 25 reps to 10 reps. And those 10 reps are with like second and thirds. Make it a huge difference, please. Because I do not want to go through the month of August with a Bailey Zappi versus Mac Jones. Because you know Mac Jones in the preseason is only three preseason games. Mac ain't getting a lot of work in those games. Probably two drives, three tops, and there's going to be a lot of Zappi. So I, I, and Zappi's going to have some good games probably. And you're going to have these highlights that you're going to see, and we're going to be posting about them. So, so keep that in mind. Don't push the narrative too much. It's Mac Jones's team. Now, how short of a leash is Mac Jones's leash? Blah, blah, blah. We'll get into that. We got a month. We got a month before we can get into that later on. It's not worth it right now. It's, it's, it's training camp. But I want to see how fluid that team is. I want to see how Mac Jones reacts with the team. How vocal he is this year with this team. We talked about this two years ago. Mac Jones, he's timid. When he's talking to the media, he seems worried, shaky, a little crying. Like the way he talks. I thought last year he did a lot better job. This is his third year. This is your, this is your team, Mac Jones. It is like Matt Judon's team, but this is your team. It's quarterback's team. Take over. Be vocal. Be the guy. I want to see that out of Mac Jones. And you're going to see that in training. You can get those glimpses. There's a lot of things you can learn in training camp. Not even on the field, but off the field. How you handle how you handle yourself to the media. How you handle those tough questions. How you handle the fan base. Get that crowd pumped up for you, Mac. Have them go nuts for you. 
So I'm interested in that part of training camp. We'll see all the videos coming out this week. Again, training camp Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I believe there's no fans for Saturday. Sunday, they're back out there. So far, there's no sort of attendance yet in terms of the beginning of August. I saw tonight that it was Friday, August 4th is going to be the in-stadium practice. They'll probably have a few more practices in between. And then there's only one preseason game. It's August 10th at Gillette Stadium. They're playing Houston. And then they're going away for two weeks after that. But they will be home for some some training camps. So just keep an eye on that when we go forward. All right. Let's get some questions in here because I saw some great questions that I could dig, dig a lot deeper into. I appreciate anybody that has listened so far. It's my first one back in over a month after being murdered by DeAndre Hopkins. I'm trying to come back like The Undertaker, get doing a little sit-up. I'm up. I'm ready to go. We'll be doing this to get a little bit more better at it, better at it week in, week out, week in, week out. So if you guys listen, I appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you guys leave a little review. Show some love. And I always like taking questions towards the end because I can just go off on little tangents. I saw some great ones. And we're going to start off. With the first one. And as I'm pulling this up. Sorry. I should be a little bit more prepped. I also record these like in my car. Because I can't like. You know the girls are sleeping right now. It's been a great summer by the way. I hope everybody had a great. Before I get into the questions. I hope everyone had a great summer. I'm, I'm sorry for that. I got someone just walking up behind me. Sketchy. I hope everyone's had a great summer so far. Like I said, it's been humid, hot, gross. I've had a great summer with the girls. They turned three years old, August 18th. I'm really excited um, to, to spend the weekend with them and have a fun time. It's, 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 going, it's, it's been a blessing for these last couple of years with them. And I've uh, been crazy in the Babs household this last month. With uh, We had a flood on 4th of July, which, was, which sucked so much. We're still waiting to get things fixed. So I think that's kind of backtracked me on also being honest about not going to training camp. I'm still getting things done around here. So it is what it is. We all got our issues and problems. But I hope everybody's had a great summer so far. And that football season's right around the corner. It's not going to feel like it this week. When they'll get that cold, cooler air out, you smell that, that crisp air. Like I, I can't wait for the end of August into September. Questions. Andrew Closer. Closer. However you says it. It's a question for the pod. It didn't fit in the story box. He, he, he DM'd it to me. It feels like we have a lot of receivers this year that are good but not great. Hey, I, I said that earlier, by the way. You got a lot of good complimentary pieces. Not great. Not like superstar. What's a good stat line for Bourne, Parker, Thornton, and Juju this year? Do you think it's possible for multiple of them to hit 1,000 yards this year, if any? What should be the expectation? So, Andrew, great question. And I did a little, little, little tiny homework on the way, you know, coming to film this today. Um, Mac Jones, in the, only, the two years that he's had for passing, his rookie year he threw for 3,800. Last year he was just shy of 3,000 yards. Will there be a 1,000-yard receiver on the New England Patriots? Let's start from there. Because there hasn't been yet under Mac Jones. The closest was Jacoby Myers, his rookie year. He had a little shy of 900. Kendrick Bourne had 800. And then last year, I believe, Kendrick 
I, I, I'm excuse me. I think Jacoby might have only had six hundred or seven hundred. Like there, there's not. It doesn't feel like there's going to be a thousand yard receiver on this team. I think there's a lot of mouths to feed, which is a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. You got a lot of good players all around. Uh, in terms of like like you said in here, Juju, right? And I will go back to the training camp thing and what to watch out for. Watch out for Juju Smith. What's his knee looking like? Looks like he gained a little weight, too. Is that going to slow him down? I don't know what the expectation is going to be for Juju. I figure he's your Jacoby Myers. You put him in the slot. Move the chains. That's what you're out there for. Yak. Make that catch and go. Dink and dive. But I think that between Bourne and Parker and Thornton and Juju and Gusecki and Hunter Henry, that's six people those are good pieces. I can't tell you who... Again, there's no star power. Like, if they had DeAndre Hopkins, I will tell you, DeAndre Hopkins is going to get 1,000 yards this season. And I think anybody could agree with that. At this, it's like throwing a dart. And I actually would say... I'd say none of them are going to get 1,000 yards this year. Because you might have Thornton involved in the offense for two weeks and then you won't hear from him for a month. Juju might get a good game against the Eagles, and then you won't hear from him until the Cowboys game, and then you won't hear from him again until they play in Germany. That's just how it is with the Patriots, like the flavor of the day. So I, I, I could say this if you want me to pinpoint on something. The expectation is I wouldn't expect anybody to get 1,000 yards, but I would like to see some continuity between the receivers, Mac Jones, and at least every guy to have at least 500 yards. And maybe a guy like... Maybe a guy like Kendrick having 800 again. Like, I'd like Kendrick to have that rookie Mac Jones season with another eight, like with 800. I would like to see Hunter Henry and Gusecki with a combined 15 touchdowns or 16 touchdowns as a tight end duo. Hunter Henry's had 10 in the past, like... To say one can have 10 and one can have 5 is pretty doable. I would say out of the receiving corps, if, if you said tight ends have 16 and give the wide receivers 14 touchdowns, you're looking at 30 touchdowns, right? I think that's doable. I think Mac Jones could get 30 touchdowns this year. I was saying, like, if I'm being realistic, like, because that doesn't feel realistic, but, like, if Mac Jones can have a 25 to 30 range of touchdowns and interceptions, it's got to be low, like 10 or less. That's a good season for Mac Jones. Maybe touch that 4,000-yard mark. I mean, this team's going to be a really big ground and pound early on with Stevenson, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Date, I, I still think they need a complimentary piece with Stevenson. I would like a Dalvin Cook, but I I mean, I, we saw a little glimpse of Ty Montgomery last year, which was exciting. Pierre Strong, I know people are big on Kevin Harris. We'll see, but again, to finish this off, like I do not see a thousand yards. I can see some evenness between hand. I would like to have Kendrick Bourne get eight hundred. I think Kendrick Bourne he put on weight. He got bulky. It's a contract year. The Patriots are banking on this offense to be successful for these contracts. I know Parker just got his extension, but Kendrick Bourne's a free agent. Taekwon Thornton is still on the rookie deal. He's still got to prove himself. Gasecki, Hunter Henry, they're free agents after this year. And Juju Smith, I know he just signed, but he's got to prove himself. Like, he's got to prove something out there. I think that's what they're banking on. Questions?
Roswell, 12. Enter, uh, entertaining Cortland Sutton for our wide receiver, 1. No, I do not buy into the, any of that report with Sutton. I think at this point of the game, uh, in terms of add, uh, adding on to the team, it's what's being cut around the league. So I, you're going into the – I know they just got a guy, uh, and I think uh, someone just talked about it a little bit earlier, if I can find it right here. No, I can't find it. But, you know, they just signed a receiver today that some people were hyped up about. They're, 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 they got what they got. This is it. Now, could they add somebody during training camp? Yes. Maybe someone gets waived. Someone gets cut. I don't see any trades happening at this point. What you got for your team is what you got for your team. And I thought that that Sutton news was completely fake news. Um, Joey Hanlon, 10. Do you think that we should try to get Julio Jones at league minimum? No. No more Julio talk. Nothing. He's done. Could he be a veteran presence that you bring into training camp and just entertain him? Sure. Like, I, like you know what I mean? Like, hey, come in. We'll we'll give you $70,000. Just come talk to our guys. Be around. I think it's more of a distraction. He's not going to do anything. The guy, I think, is 34 years old now. I'm sorry, Julio. Your time has come and gone. Uh, Grotto Mike, what time do gates open for training camp Wednesday? I believe gates open at 8 in the morning. Be there an hour early if you want a good spot. Be there for 7. I'm interested to see how packed it gets on Wednesday. Like I said, there's no star power for the New England Patriots. The last two years that I've gone there, it wasn't that packed. It fills in. Like, it, it fills in. Like, it used to be packed when you first got there. Like, people want the front row. Now it's kind of like, I'll wake up when I wake up. I'll get there when I get there. I mean, I did I did want to go next Friday. I wanted to bring my kids with me. M- Michelle's working. It's hard to do it by myself. I don't have the extra help. It's going to be like 90-something degrees Friday. I don't want to make them sweat out there. But I do want to get them out at some point. Uh, Mardonovic Ismar any updates on Jack Jones is going to be released he's going to be able to participate Jack Jones should be able to participate in training camp and like I said he's probably like my number one most like pay attention to him during training camp pay attention to Jack Jones what is he going to do we won't know anything in terms of his court uh, hearing you know the date until that happens and then we'll go from there but in, for the next two and a half three weeks Enjoy what you got out of Jack Jones, and hopefully he steps up and rises up, and, and you want to see that. Uh, Cameron Foss, 9. Will Juju be limited at the start of camp since he said he'd be ready, or will he be pushed? It's a great question. Like I said, I think Juju gained like 11 pounds to 13 pounds in this offseason. It's already been known that he's hurt. He's got a knee issue. Is he going to be limited on his first day? How limited is he going to be going forward? With him being limited, is that going to hurt him long-term in the season? You're not going to see a lot of juju in preseason, preseason games. So um, it's something that I, I would definitely monitor. And I'm going to be pissed off if... I'm going to be pissed off in the sense that if juju already has this injury and he doesn't look good this season, if juju fucking sucks this season, because that's your replacement for Jacoby. But it's like, you're willing to go out and get Juju and pay him that money, but you won't pay DeAndre Hopkins. That's what's going to piss me off. That's like paying DeAndre Hopkins is like the insurance policy for your receiving group. Because now Juju's hurt and Juju's down, now you're down a guy. Like, I like the core that they have, but now you're down a guy. You could have had Hopkins. And if that's the thing, it's like, you know that Juju's hurt. 
Why not just go get Hopkins? Uh, it's going to bug me. All right, uh, it's Maddie G. Who's the RB2? And will Ty Montgomery be relevant? I don't even know who the RB2 will be. I think on the depth chart, it's technically Ty Montgomery and then Pierre Strong and then Kevin Harris. You can look that up if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure that's what it was when I last looked at it. I do think that Stevenson needs somebody. Uh, can Stevenson carry the load on himself? Sure. They're probably going to run Stevenson into the ground this year. Stevenson still has two more years left on his deal. This is the year they run him into his ground. Then next year they barely use him because it'll be a contract year and they try to sign you on the cheap and devalue. That's what Bill, Bill Belichick does. So he's going to get everything probably out of Stevenson. It's a long season though. All it takes is one bad hit and then you're down. There, there goes. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket with Stevenson. You want to find a complimentary player with that. Will it be Ty Montgomery? I think they saw a flash out of him. Plays for week one last year. All right, you're done for the season. Go rest up. He's hurt. He's done. So I, I hope that we can see at least a year two of, of Ty Montgomery being a, a vital role player uh, in that backfield. Uh, Nick Ascrocco. Probably butchered that badly. Realistic pro comp for Tyquan Thornton and Bill O'Brien's offense. Bill, I said there's a... Last year, Tyquan Thornton reminds me of a Julio Jones. We just talked about Julio Jones bringing him in. Maybe bring Julio in to talk to Tyquan Thornton. That just lengthy. Like, I think Tyquan needs to put some more meat on him. Lengthy receiver. Tall. I, 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 I just want to see a little bit more with his hands this year. I want to see him bulked up a little bit more. Very speedy. He's got to be somebody that is your deep threat. He's got to be somebody that we talked about. You get a Hopkins... Max chucking it up to him. I want Mac to get that comfortability with Taekwon. And I think that's probably what they're hoping for in terms of comfortability. Like, this is your guy you're going to throw to, and like you're going to chuck it up, and he's going to get it. I think that's what they want to see out of Taekwon Thornton. Uh, Steve Derillo, what's up, man? Steve, it's great to, great to hear from you. What games am I planning on attending? Going to be a hectic first month. I'll be there week one. Spoiler alert, Cliff and I will be back with the Cliff Notes Project Every Monday night, we'll be doing the Cliff Notes Project together, uh, breaking down from the whole week of the NFL, talking Patriots, talking the week after, whatever it is. And we're starting mid-August. We'll be back for a third season. Again, spoiler alert, here is week one. We're going to be doing a tailgate. Still working on the final details. I don't want to get further into it, but it will be about a 20-minute walk from Gillette Stadium, not that far off property so we can do a lot more things with this um but we are working out the final you know the final touches to to it and we probably will make an announcement towards the end of august so even if you don't have tickets to week one it's going to be so worth it to come to the tailgate enjoy your time um an easy out on route one for us as well too and then just being able to walk towards the stadium and it's it's only a 20 minute walk guys like fox bros are pretty big place down there so it's not that far um, we'll, we'll talk about that when the time comes and we'll promote that. And then week two, Sunday night football probably be there. Week three, definitely going to be down at MetLife. Dallas is the hot spot this year for Patriots fans traveling. I won't be out there. Um, after, after week three, it's kind of hit and miss of which games I'll be at. I'll probably be doing a lot more either at home. Um, got a couple of things I want to plan out for either Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, either being at Foxbro, um, kind of go with the flow from there. These first three weeks are going to be so important for the Patriots. 
I mean, they could legitimately start zero and three. Like these, it's it's a tough stretch. What I like about the for even the first four games is there, there's no gimmies. There's no like you're oh that's an easy win for the Patriots. There's no gimmies. So every win that they can pick up in those first four games should be a confidence booster. If you can beat the Eagles week one, man, you should be feeling good about that. Man, that should give your chemistry going. Yeah, we can go into fucking Sunday night football and we can beat the Dolphins. Like those first four games are such confidence boosters. But man, if you go one and three, you go oh and four, that can rip your entire team apart knowing, wow, we can't beat these teams early on. And we got to bank on everything else going right for the rest of the season. That's going to be tough on team. Um, our, our tour ox, uh, Otter Ox, uh, will Gerard Mayo eventually get fed up with not becoming the head coach for the next four years? I'm telling you this. I, I think Gerard Mayo was never going to be the head coach of the New England Patriots. I, I've had a little inside track on that, um, over the last year. Um, you know, I, I've heard that, you know, he's a, he's a player's coach and people like him and respect him. And I heard that this year that Bill is trying to open a little bit more up towards him becoming a head coach. Uh, there's going to be a job opportunity after this year that Gerard Mayo is going to take. Gerard Mayo turned down a couple offers already to stay with the New England Patriots. I think Bill Belichick can still coach for another five to seven years, guys. Like I, I don't see him going away. There's no guarantees. I think if an opportunity comes up again for Gerard Mayo, he's going to take it elsewhere. Um, I think that not that the Joe judge becoming assistant head coach is, is the ice, the, the tipping point, the breaker there. It's, I just think an opportunity will come. He learns another year into here, um, and, and goes elsewhere. I, I think that's, what's going to happen. I don't think that he's going to be the next head coach of the new England Patriots. I, I don't even think anybody we're seeing right now is going to become the next head coach of the new England Patriots. Cause I'll even say with Bill O'Brien, I give him about one or two years. This offense looks good. Teams are going to be chasing Bill O'Brien to become the head coach. And I think Bill is still going to be wanting to coach. I think Bill is still going to want to coach here. And by then, I think Josh McDaniels is going to get fired this year by the Las Vegas Raiders. And he's probably going to be right back on the New England page. It's the Raiders are still going to owe him all this money. And I would not shock me if Josh McDaniels ends up becoming the offensive coordinator again for the New England Patriots. If Bill O'Brien ends up walking after this year, the next year, and becomes a head coach. And it might end up being Joshua Daniels this whole time that ends up taking over. I, I can't think of head coaches because I just think that it's almost like we're, it's like talking about Brady. Like, oh, he's going to retire this year. Oh, he's going to retire this year. Oh, he's going to retire this year. It's like, are we going to do this every year with Bill Belichick? I, I don't see him going anywhere anytime soon. Um, Dylan, we've already talked Dylan Blot. We already talked about Mondre in the, in the running back situation. Uh and I'll do lastly, uh, La, uh, Lou, Lau, Lau Sells. How do you feel about Bill being on the hot seat? I think it's stupid take by the media kind of ends this, as we just talked about Bill Belichick not leaving. Uh, uh, where, 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 how would Bill be on the hot seat? Like, would, would they fire Bill Belichick if the team goes 0 4 to start the season? Would, uh, Will Bill Belichick be on the hot seat if they go under 500? I, I think he should if they go under 500. If they have three losing seasons in four years, I think that's when he's on the hot seat. But I don't think it's enough to make the change just yet. I don't think this team is bad to just have five wins. I mean, if this team has a floor, it's going to be eight wins. That's what Vegas has, seven and a half. 
So I think it's going to be eight wins would be the floor for them. But I don't think that's fireable enough. Because Bill is somehow going to weasel his way and blame it on somebody else. That's not my fault. It's Mac Jones's fault. It's not my fault. Bill O'Brien's fault. Ah, it's not my fault. It's Matt Judon's fault. He's going to blame somebody, right? Not my fault. It's Kraft's fault. <laughs> He'll say it right to Kraft's face. Um, I, I just don't think that... Can Bill be on the hot seat? Yes. And wait, I just explained how like his drafts have been great for the last couple years. I just don't think there's enough that is fireable. And here's the thing. If Bill Belichick got released from the New England Patriots... That motherfucker is going to go somewhere else and he's going to win a Super Bowl. He can pan pick essentially 20 teams that he could go to and say, I'm going to go on that team. It's already made for me. Just need to add one or two more pieces and I'm winning a Super Bowl. And he probably will. It'll make Kraft look so dumb that you let both Tom Brady and Bill Belichick walk and they win Super, Bowl, Super Bowls elsewhere. I got to say this to wrap it up. I'm grateful for what the Patriots are still doing in terms of a product. Yes! The AFC East is completely stacked. It's, it's un, out of your hands. It's uncontrollable. But, I mean, the Patriots went from getting rid of Tom Brady, completely overhauling the team in 2020. They went to the playoffs the next year with rookie Mac Jones. Last year, yes, they completely underperformed what they should have been, and I completely blame the Matt Patricia experiment of offensive coordinator. Again, we can nitpick all these little games like the what-ifs, like what if they beat the Raiders? What if they beat Minnesota? What if they beat Green Bay? You know, what if they beat the Bills? Like, you, you could have you had four extra wins right there, and you would have been from an 8-9 team to a 12-win team, 12-5, and five, just like that on one possession. Um, so I think there's... Something to still believe in this team. But again, right off the bat, four tough games in a row. Philly, Miami, you're at the Jets, and you're at the Cowboys. I mean, if you can go 3-1 and one in that like spam, you're on to something. You're feeling it. So I'm excited over this next month because I just think that we suffered a lot last year in terms of like, man, this team should be way ahead of schedule than what it is. I understand your frustrations of seeing star power all around you within your division, within your conference, and saying, where is the Patriots star power? Because it feels like Bill's still operating this team like Tom Brady's here. Don't worry, Tom Brady's here to bail us out. We don't need the star power. And I do think that's going to bite them in the ass. But I have a lot of trust in Bill O'Brien to say we don't need it. It's all about coaching. It's all about execution. It's all about my plays. Because I know Bill O'Brien wants to become a head coach somewhere again elsewhere you know he, Bill O'Brien makes this offense look good and there's no star power as I keep repeating T- teams are going to line up to get him next year they're going to want him to come in wow wow this Pages team was only projected seven and a half wins that offense was supposed to be putrid and you were able to go in there and have them do this Bill O'Brien's going to look like a genius so uh, end of the day the Patriots are putting a competitive football team out there they make the games interested. I like the post-Tom Brady era because there's never any guarantees anymore. This isn't right now. We're like, yeah, well, when the playoffs come in January, we'll talk about it. Or we'll talk about it. Makes every Sunday exciting. Every Sunday is a must-win. It's like college football for the college football fans out there. Every Sunday. You know, every Saturday for you guys is a must-win. Every Sunday is a must-win for the Patriots. Every win matters going forward. I like that. It makes every Sunday entertainment. It's a huge question mark. You don't know what's going to happen. Like, I... Looked on DraftKings. I think the Patriots are only favored in two games so far this year. Three games tops, and it's not by many points. I think it's the Commanders, the Colts, and there was uh, one other team that they're favored in. 
I think it might be the Saints at home. Uh, or the Raiders or something. The Raiders was a pick em. All right, nonetheless, that's Babs on the mic. We went a little bit longer today, but it's great to be back. It's great to see you. I'm back alive. Well, DeAndre Hopkins did not murder me. Have fun at training camp this week. I will talk to you next week at some point. Babs out. Take care. Go Patriots.